Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week's episode is brought to you by Blue Harvest Vintage. Are you a collector? Blue Harvest love to help you find that missing piece you need to complete your collection. They have extensive stock of vintage Star Wars vehicles and mint on card action figures, as well as new The Force Awakens and Black Series items. Blue Harvest have Funko Pops, Lego, Dinky, Corgi, Matchbox, and more. Everything a collector could possibly need. If they don't stock it, then let them know, and their knowledgeable staff will be only too pleased to help. Head to Morley Market in Leeds to see the life-size Darth Vader. Alternatively, reach out to Blue Harvest on Twitter, at Blue Harvest UK, Facebook, Blue Harvest Vintage Collectibles, a website, blueharvestvintage.co.uk, or email at blueharvesttoys at gmail.com. Talk Star Wars is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter, and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to TSW After Dark Side, a fully armed and uncensored podcast platform. <laughs> And they're film buffs. Well, sack them. I would question Fucking vile. I would question that last statement. <laughs> they're film buffs, and they haven't watched those. Well, films. exactly. They they were true art form. Don't say it. <laughs> Too late. No, I was just no. I was waiting for you to ask me about it because you keep calling me a film buff. I was wondering if you were going to ask me if I'd buff. seen them. No, I'm not. I've seen them though. But That's I did. To be fair, I didn't I'm see them. You're just... beautiful. I didn't, see them in the bus. No, I, didn't, I didn't see them you until I was beautiful. quite... I mean, some of my friends saw them when they were like seven or eight. But I was about 13 before I started seeing 18-rated films. It's just one of those things I never really, you know, never really got into, I guess. Was you scared? No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Just yeah. asking. Yeah. You can be scared. I'll hold you. I know. No, there's films that scared me when I was younger, but they, I don't recall them. Maybe Aliens, but I don't recall Terminator 2 ever scaring me. Okay. Yeah, no, Terminator 2 didn't. Aliens did when I used to watch that. Terminator 2, it's got a rather heavy nuclear war scene, which scared the crap out of me. I need to wind Paul up and let him go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> no, I can't if I can be bothered. Bothered. I think bothered. Paul, bothered. Paul and I had a very good conversation while we were walking through London with our arms in the air. Um, <laughs> and we were on a vigil for Taji anti-dolphin because they're killing 300,000 dolphins this year. You're anti-dolphin, nice. you piece of anti-tarji. shit. Anti-Taji. <laughs> um, 
the dolphin slaughter. But please, do, if you, are we on dark side now? We're getting recorded, Mark. You yeah? did I that just, already, uh, Steve. I just called you a piece of shit. I think we're on dark side. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I have been recording for one minute, one minute and fifty-seven seconds. Right. So okay. Google Taji, T A I J I, and or Sea Shepherd or the Dolphin A-G. Project, and uh, Taji Taji. I don't know where you say it, but look at what's going on there. They're killing dolphins left, right, and centre. Paul and I oh, went on a, a vigil now. march demo whatever you want to call it now. and we discussed that, yeah, that was effective it's seasonal yeah oh, no I haven't see. stopped they're going out tonight the banger boats have gone out tonight they caught 30 dolphins today and slaughtered them and they're just off it out now literally as we talk because you can watch the live feeds i've been really? having a look yeah yeah have a look on um twitter if you watch sea shepherd paul they'll if you follow sea shepherd on twitter they'll show you them but they've gone out tonight trying to rustle up a pod but um they are vile, disgusting, and despicable, and unless we stand up to them, nothing's going to change. But anyway, Paul and I, we had lots of time to talk, and we were talking about how, uh, like it or not, and Mark and Rob don't agree, and I don't blame them, because that's why we're here, because we're different. They, <laughs> we're here because we're different. We don't you are think affirmative that Star Wars yeah. is, is anything other than a corporate entity to make money now. Even though it's a good film, and what the films are very watchable and they're enjoyable, then you can't compare them with, even if you like it or don't, films like Avatar, where James Cameron would tell a studio to fuck off I have and try to interfere. a counterpoint to this. It's only a minor one. Go on. I don't think any filmmaker can announce five movies in a series without an idea in their head of where the plot's going. I don't think he oh, does Oh, of course he does. They're, they're all written. They're all written. I'm not so sure about that. Well, he's writing that. number five now. He's he's just the, the two, three, and four are all written and done, and all the sets are done and designed and everything. They're ready for non-stop m- filming now until twenty twenty-two. Mm. I don't or know something like them, that. But... No, um, but they're just. He's, he said he's just starting to flesh out now. He's got the, um, the the rough outline for five, but he's fleshing it out now and writing the script. I mean, I don't know. James Cameron wouldn't give it, wouldn't lie. He's not into that. He doesn't need to, does he? He's like a probably a billionaire. But he's probably pretty point, rich, I'd say. My biggest yeah. um has my, to be if he's biggest... going to finance his films himself. Yeah, well, quite. If he's an auteur, he need he can't uh, get a yeah. studio involved, surely. No, no, you can't take <laughs> well, money no, they from are them. Involved. No, they, they are can't. Involved. They can't be though, Steve, because he's an auteur, right? He wouldn't no, go no, to he I wouldn't said. go to a money grabbing <laughs> no, studio. No, he might need the money, their but he won't have their input. Time maidens to train train. I think Hang if you minute, take somebody's money to that degree, do you degree, think Renoir made his own canvas or did he buy it from a shop? Uh, they reused <laughs> a lot of their canvases. Go oh, shut up, mate. You've got it's, um, is, <laughs> is, is Cameron building his own cameras then? The point is that is, where the cam comes from in Cameron because he builds his own fucking cam. This guy is Jesus. He's like film Jesus. Because Mark and Rob are being arbitrary, and that's the first sign that they've lost the argument. Oh, come on. No reason behind their arguments. Not not sure that's true. Yeah. Right. The point is, Cameron is not going to have that studio saying, we don't like that person dying there, or can you put a couple of Asians in it so we can sell it in China? Because he would tell them to fuck off. And that's the only point I was trying to make. He That film is his art form, whether you like it or not. Would you agree, Paul? Right, I might actually speak now. Yeah, oh, when well, I need you to, because I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm I love incidentally out. that he was like, I'll bring Paul on, get his point of view, no and then just proceeds to steamroll over your face. <laughs> <for 10 laughs> no <minutes>. one stops. 
<laughs> my biggest my biggest single passion for Cameron and why I think he's the most important uh, still the most important thing about cinema at the moment is because he's not scared to be groundbreaking. He's not scared to take longer if it makes the perfect production, the best set. Invent something if it doesn't exist. That's my entire point, Cameron. Um, he takes risks no one else is prepared to, but he can talk a studio into going, this is the right direction, trust me. I mean, to build an exact replica of, you know, 75% of the Titanic to sell a movie about something we all knew about, that's never going to work, but hell, if you put the investment and the time and the imagination to it, it will, and it'll become the biggest movie ever made. That's why I like Cameron. He's adventurous, he's brave, and he does give the finger often to corporate entities, and they normally come back to him because they're like, there's billions of dollars here, we can't let this go, we've got to trust him. And people should trust him more. So, I mean, a lot of talk about, I'm reading I'm reading masses of talk about nobody's gonna care about Avatar 2. Wow. Um, I think that's gonna change because I think people have got very short memories. Um, the buzz for Avatar when it came out was ridiculous. Whether it was in 2D, 3D, 5D, 10D or 12D, people were talking about nothing else. Are you thinking it, this is where they'll launch 12D? Well, maybe. 14D if Cameron gets his way. But the fact is, I think people have got somewhat selective and short memories. A lot of the stuff I've been reading lately, because I've been following the Avatar 2, 3 and 4 stuff quite a bit now. And right. uh, it, it was an Oscar Blitz. I mean, it was almost a foregone conclusion until Hurt Locker came out. And everyone was like, it deserves it. It was overwhelming. It was an experience. People came out with their jaws on the floor. And so many people are not remembering that. I saw it on Blu-ray, and I did not have that impression at all. So I take your point. I mean, I'm, I've, I do sometimes feel like I missed out by not seeing Avatar at the cinema, because it does seem feel like a cinema movie. Um, no, I mean, I, I would have. I didn't like it on 3D as much. So that, I, I don't me, watch 3D, oh, so for me... I forgot no. the 3D. So the 3D for me wasn't even a factor. But the work that went into that film... It, um, the attention, just, yeah. just the work and attention and detail and so on. And everyone says it's got a second-rate script. I thought, it's got, I thought it had a very, very, very important script, to be honest. Oh, really the first-rate script, it just had it from a different film. Because it's very... It's incredibly derivative of... You know, the, the common one is Fern Gully which is a cartoon, admittedly, so there's certain comparisons obviously can't be drawn. But you, but could, it say, is... you could say Avatar was a high-grade high cartoon. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can make that argument. I, don't, sure. I think that's not without merit. <laughs> uh, but, okay, but taking that on board then, probably 95% yeah. of the people that saw Avatar don't even know what Fern Galley is. Okay. So, so I mean, from a story parallel, that that's, you know, I don't think I'm going to draw anything there. I mean, I know there was the other one called A Guy Named Joe, that 1950s book. Which, uh, I mean, to be honest, when you look at it at face value, you're like, hmm, that is interesting. But Christ, yeah. 85% of the movies out there are just other versions of other movies. Mm, yeah. Sure. But it was just the invention of it, the sets, the the detail, the love, the passion. That's mm. why I'm always, always interested in see what Cameron does next. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen to see what Avatar does, to be honest. I want it to do well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's... It's good, you know. Good uh, competition is is strong, makes for a strong industry. That's just a fact of life. You know, the best the best businesses are the ones that have had good competition to bring the best out of them. And obviously, you know, as a result, who does well? Consumers, because they yeah, have um, better products as a result. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about yeah, if at the same time you just want to go, you just want to have a nice story told to you as well. Yeah, okay. it's all about that's the difference between Star Wars and Avatar. Star Wars, it, it wants to be the biggest earner. Like, what does it matter? 
if you know everyone raves about Birdman, which I saw for the first time recently, which I thought was amazing, but I don't I think it was like it. a huge. I I think I, that's quite a subjective point, though, Steve, because I've never yeah. seen that as part of Lucasfilm's manifesto to make the biggest no. film or the best film. No, it's part of Disney's. Also, well, it, I've, I've never seen that. I've never seen Boy say well, that either. To make either. money, they've just spent. They've just spent on, five on, billion. They got to make money. But every made every company money. that has a penny invested in Avatar only want to make money, Steve. Of course they do. That that's, the point is that in order to make that money, they get desperate and they interfere and they go, oh, we don't want to do, we've got to do this. Can we make it that way? Can we get a director that does this our way? I would way be that... very surprised if Disney has that much influence on Lucasfilm's choice of director. I just, I find that hard to believe. Well, all right, let's say Lucasfilm then. Lucasfilm are owned by Disney. They're yeah. all there's a, well, all the, the point I'm making is there's meddling left, right, and centre, and you end up with a film like The Force Awakens, which isn't a real. It's just like a rehash, lazy right. film with so, it's all over the place. And I and I just the, the more I watch it, the less I like it. That's and I did go for a period where I kind of liked it, but then I thought, you know what, I don't really. I'm just trying to jump on board with I everyone feel like else. Was was there a point out of interest over the weekend where you and Paul collided at speed? Because it seems like you've come out of you've come out of the weekend saying fuck Star Wars, and Paul's come out of it talking about Avatar in front of me for the first time ever. And I just feel like Paul's you guys collided. I'm sure he huh? has, but it's just the first time I've ever heard you guys heard you mention it with a great degree of enthusiasm. I'm just wondering if you guys just collided and just well, kind we of thought it would be a good topic. and there was this lightning. It's like a freaky <laughs> Friday. Said, this would be a great topic for Dark Side because it's I think contentious. actually I think actually we were talking about dolphins. And then right. we were talking about underwater, and then we thought, "Oh, Avatar Two is underwater." And then we started talking about Avatar, and then we started talking about the, the making and everything else, and the invention, and it went from there. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, these, these things can these <laughs> yeah. things can exist alongside each other. You don't have to tear Star Wars down because suddenly Avatar's no, no, flavour of the month. Down. We're using Star Wars as an like just probably inappropriately. One but, of the most popular films of all time. A big part of. They both do exactly it's the like, same thing, though. They take corporate money in order to make corporates, corporations money so that they can produce their art. Yeah, I don't mind Avatar making money or Star Wars making money. It's what the result is. Right. And, like, you, you, Avatar makes money because you've got an artist who makes his picture and no one else puts the paintbrush on the canvas. Star Wars has got a 1,000 people putting the paintbrush on the canvas and you end up with a Picasso and not a Turner. I, but Steve, no, so that's, that's got, factually inaccurate. That's yeah, absolutely so factually inaccurate. Incredibly idealised view of what James Cameron's filmmaking yeah. process is compared to how a Star Wars movie is made. I think that I is... Know. It's not I a thousand people. It. You, might, you might get Lawrence Kasdan well, no, and J.J. Abrams that made... <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Abrams wrote The Force Awakens and J.J directed it didn't um rogue one the first cut go to disney and they pulled it apart no no they yeah. a, no oh. they, it went to reshoots and that's all yeah, we because know disney didn't like it you don't oh. know that steve that's literally well, that's, that's you're not, drawing that conclusion why else would because it suits your narrative remake his own film he didn't remake it he reshot certain bits yeah uh, after disney saw the cut and felt after, it was too no, after Kennedy, he, disney or is she lucas She's Lucasfilm, Lucas President she's Lucasfilm. Yeah, she's Lucasfilm. And Once she they is, got the film know, into the edit suite, they realised they needed to make changes. You can't which is, sometimes... Which is true of most films. 
Absolutely. And Steve, as somebody who's published video content and audio content and stuff, sometimes you need a cut to see the glaring, what might be glaring obvious once you've actually got it in front of you. But sometimes you need that kind of working rough copy just to see, oh, blimey, that doesn't really work as much as I thought. And Jesus, it, just, Jesus Cameron released three versions of Avatar because he couldn't, he couldn't get the cut that he wanted out. Well, no, it's too long for the cinema. And even he said that. He said, and I've the, got to cut it down. The second and, and third the, so releases oh, didn't, so it's not didn't come out free. <laughs> they didn't come out free, did they? No, well, but well, I don't well, mind anyone making money. Well, I have no problem with also, that. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. I'm finding Just, it very hard to concentrate when the Paul has posted a picture of two Barbie dolls pooing on each other. <laughs> <laughs> you only just seen that? Yes. And it's, it's made me hungry for cupcake. Oh, goodness and... me. I'm so glad that I'm in garage band at the moment and I'm not looking at the feed. Steve, Steve I, I definitely think you've romanticised it in that case then. You're saying that... Hang on, don't let's say Steve anymore because my throat just... hurts from talking. Where, where like, we, bring where Paul in go... on it. Sorry, no, just, where were we just now? Because something just clicked in my head and it's it, while we... You were saying how you you totally agreed that Star Wars is a mishmash, weird, bastard child of ah, loads no, of no, people, no, no. and Avatar is a true. No, that's absolutely form. right. So, you, what, so actually, you've undone your own argument here. So, what you're what you were saying just now is that what about um, the girls James, and the cupcakes? No, that's not the film I'm talking about. Um, James Cameron released a cut to the cinema that wasn't the movie he wanted to make. No, no, no. No, he did. He, he made just said the movie he, made, he wanted he to make, and then he said, "Right, this is they can only get three showings a day in this, but they can do four. So, understandably, that's a very we'll corporate move. Then we'll release a sixteen that's minute longer. Then we'll do get a more showings in. That's more money, isn't it? No, it's that's. I tell you what, that is. That's you reaching for no, an no, argument. No, stuff. your whole that's argument fact. is built on this very thing, Steve. Paul, if I'm to do this on my own after our discussion, then I'm out of here. That discussion didn't go down this road. Uh, sorry, not Paul. You Steve, are, you, are re- you are reaching like a telegraph engineer. <laughs> Give me a break. The point, no, the point I, you're that, making, Steve, the point you're making is absolutely valid. Steve, yeah. the point you're making is valid. You prefer an auteur filmmaker, That's and you're fine. willing to overlook his corporate leanings in order to appease yourself with that. No, in order fact. for him to make the film he wants to make. And, then and we want to see. You can't, you can't, I guess put it like this, right? You cannot put any of the recent Star Wars films, and I'm going to give, I mean, Rogue One or Force Awakens, up against any of Cameron's films, not one of them. They're not even in the same league. Piranha? (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I'd take Piranha as well. (laughs) Then you've clearly had a stroke, sir, no, and you need your <laughs> wife to take you to the hospital. I'm talking about the blockbusters. You are a fucking Steve, do mental. Do you know where we are? <laughs> no, the blockbusters. You know what I'm talking about? Terminator, Terminator Two, The Abyss, Avatar, The uh, Aliens, those Huckleberries. They are in a different league to Star Wars. If I watch Star Wars once, I'm done for another year, and then if it comes on TV, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll watch it again. He is. I could, I could watch Aliens. Turn it off. And watch it again. I'm not going to straight knock, away. I'm not going to knock James Cameron's cinematic world. Uh, I think he makes awesome movies. I will say he did go on record as saying that Terminator Genesis was amazing. So I don't know if I trust his judgment. Every single no, he didn't story. say it was amazing. He said it was the it was the true third edition of Terminator. And he also he said, said I'm not going to take any quote. royalties for it whatsoever because I'm an author. I don't want your money. I want to <laughs> reuse my canvases. There's nothing wrong with making money. I don't agree with that. 
even artists need to make money, don't they? There's nothing wrong with that. And so but if you're cor- making money and making... So the corporations that are chucking $200 million at a time at a, at a, at a project. Sorry. It's whether they interfere or not, that's the point. But you're but assuming that, that they interfere, Steve. But well, what we know they, I know we haven't got proof, but you what know... What you're writing well off as interference is the creative process, isn't it? It's yeah. about people coming together and saying, look, this might not be the best way to do something. Yeah, but you end up with a film like Force Awakens that's just a Which rehash is fantastic, of New Hope. And is one of the it's, highest grossing movies a, of all time. It's a, it's a good movie. There's nothing wrong with it, but yeah. it's no better than Avatar's a the good Avengers movie, but you can write that off as being a retread of Dances with Wolves. It's the White Guilt movie. It's Fern Gully in outer space. It's Cameron's typical jingoism. Still a great movie. Yeah. Um, look, at some point tonight, you've I've got, got to tell me what jingoism means. <laughs> jingoism, right, I'll look it up for you, Steve, while we're talking. Well, yeah. well you don't know. It's a bombastic <laughs> use of... I did, I, of, no, I did I, I did. It's know a bombastic it use of propaganda. It's it's him propagandizing his own, his own movies. Even his hero has to be the human that actually integrates himself into the society that he's just settled on. Becomes one of the natives. Becomes the best right. one of the natives. Not just becomes one of the natives, becomes oh, the bloody know. best. So it's Tom Cruise in Last Samurai. Is a white supremacist. That no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Artist. That's a completely jump, different you, thing. You it's the white like a guilt. distance runner. <laughs> it's him feeling that he needs to make this story about that character, learning about the values. Instead of letting the indigenous race rise up and take back their land themselves and take ownership of their own destiny, they had to be saved by the white guy that had sympathy for them. Well, That's so what the can, white guilt that, story that, is. No, that was so that they can, could incorporate human, actual visually incorporate a human into the cartoon. So that was the crossover. Otherwise, it would have just been a cartoon. The beauty of Avatar is you see human forms mixed in with the yeah, blue Smurfs. We could have had that. We could have just had the bad guys as the human forms. And we could have seen our hero could have been one of the cat people. Yeah, but it's all about how who saved his he own race doesn't of like them and becomes falls in love with them. He fell in love with the people. Yeah, that's, that's the white. About. That's the white guilt yeah, but story. I don't think he wrote there thinking, "Oh, I need a, a a white guy in this." It just happens that, like a human being, is often white, and that's the one he chose. I mean, yeah, there but he could have had. In the show. Don't don't get me wrong. He could have that that lead yeah, blue that lead character could have been an African American actor. It could have been an Asian actor, but it would it would well, have been the same could. thing. It would have been the taking of the the alien race that came and settled on the indigenous race and destroyed it. And one of those characters, feeling sympathy for them, integrates himself completely and utterly and becomes the best one of the lot and saves the day, rather than allowing the indigenous race to take their destiny Paul, into their own hands. What do hand. you think, Paul? I don't know. I've never. I've, only now I've ever seen a comparison between that and, like you just said, Dances with Wolves. And like you say, it's the it's the whole immersion into the atmosphere situation, isn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. Okay, you know, it's but, not an yeah, evil but, thing. It's a very it's, it's showing that that hero is showing that your hero has compassion for the situation he's in. Yeah, but it's like you say, it's, but it's done in nearly every story to some degree as well, though, isn't it? There's a lot of them like it. I for mean, sure. Han, Finn. Uh, yeah, Finn. You, Look you at can Finn. Use it, but exactly I'm, the I'm, same. I'm not. I'm not picking on Star Wars here. They're just the two that immediately came to mind. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to transverse it across all sorts of other films. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's probably some. You know, it's probably somewhere in the in the the Marvel situation somewhere. It's you know, virtually, thought, virtually every thought, story's got that you, element. To a degree. I think you could definitely find examples of it if you looked for them. Yeah. 
In Star Wars, yeah. it would right. be in Star Wars, it would be like Obi Wan Kenobi joining the Jawas and becoming the best Jawa and then saving the Jawas. That is that is basically the comparison. Rising up to take down the Tuscans, I love it. Mate. What I should have done is not use Star Wars, but I wanted to use Star Wars because this is a Star Wars podcast. But your last, I shouldn't have used Star Wars because you two are blinded by Star Wars. Oh, Steve! No, you are Steve, the, and I think that door might might door might be swinging the other way. I think that on. you are projecting like a cinema sunshine. You you wanted to take I'm, I'm, I'm you wanted to like you wanted to take a few like shots at Star yeah, Wars tonight. That's what it was, Steve. You wanted to take a few shots at Star Wars tonight, and you're using Avatar. I think some part as a way to, to do you it. Have to, you have to temper an even ground, don't you? Sometimes, and Paul and I. I don't know if that's about, even an actual sentence. But it should be, because like when you temper metal, you have to temper it and find your level again, so that you can made, start um, off and not be blinded by. I made no by, secret, you know, when I when we came out of when I came out of TFA, when I saw Mark, I actually bumped into Mark about three o'clock in the morning. I think you were just getting ready to, was, to go and watch it. I was just going in, and, yeah. and I think you said to me. Um, What'd you think of it? And I just said to you, so like, uh, it was everything I was expecting. And I said it with a bit of a grimace in my face, if I recall. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to say any more to you, sort of thing. And then next day, when or two days later, when you'd actually seen it, I just said to you, and I said this for the longest time, it's like, I'd just seen it all before. And I was really let down by the experience. It's like, nobody, there was no imagination. Nobody, there didn't seem to be, as much as every little podcast or every little advert that JJ was giving us about the love and the passion, the love and the passion. Well, the product I saw, I was like, I, I, okay, I think you love Star Wars, but I don't think you loved making a Star Wars movie. I, I couldn't quite word it because to me, there wasn't the drive and the push and the imagination. But like you said, no, they had to go on a bit of a semi-reboot in order to keep the new guys on, keep the old boys on board and get the new guys in. And that's the reason they went in that way. But I, I just felt like I was sold a bit of a duffer, but I gave you that. I gave everybody that line for the longest time. And then I had to almost just take it for what I saw, which is what you said to me. I had to take it for what I saw. And yeah. when I did that and I just literally watched it for fun, I said, yeah, okay. From that point of view, I did enjoy it, but I felt like I was sold a bit of a duffer on TFA for the longest time. Yeah. I think that, but, you know, I saw a very one common... Rogue One for me was an absolute it was in a stonker I loved it I loved it <clears throat> but, but it comes and goes it's like yeah we all talk about the trilogy uh, the prequels and prequels are they're all bloody awful yeah. frankly uh, Rogue One was in a different league to The Force Awakens for me but, you know, I, 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 I like the Rogue One a lot more than The Force Awakens I'll agree, I'll agree with you on that much you know I, I turned over Now TV the other day and Empire was on I, st I stopped turning channels <laughs> yeah so yeah, that, that would have that effect on me as well. But even though my problem is storytelling, and very few people are doing it at the moment. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, there's so let me see if I've got this right. I'm I'm struggling with this one. So what's what's the issue with the prequels, Paul? Mm? What's the issue with the prequels? For me, yeah. uh, very little romance. Basically. You like the romance bit? Too technological. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit oldie worldy, mate. You not know not romance, as in. Like a couple no, romances, no, romance. a romantic. I mean, oh, I, I mean, the more I traditional, okay. more traditional story. Right. Too much politics, but it, but it can be overwhelming. Actually, the thing is with the prequels, the, uh, I know it was semi-required, but there was a ridiculous amount of politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I'm just. I was curious because I don't. I just don't think I've ever heard your reasons. That's all. I was just curious. 
don't know if I've ever really given them. I've just always said I didn't, probably was why. never a fan of now prequels. <laughs> I definitely have problems with the prequels. I don't I don't hate them like most people. I like the first one. I like the third one. I, I think I like the second one, if I recall. I'm sure yeah. I like the second oh, no. one. It's the second I'm one with the silly arena with the animals that were riding. Yeah, yes, that's yeah, my least favourite. It's my least favourite of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm alone again. I like that one. <laughs> well, I mean, the way I sort of describe it, because um, I was getting some stick from Jeremy and the Rogue Squadron guys uh, the other day on Twitter about this. They they said, you know, why is episode seven so low on your list? And I said, because although I love all the Star Wars movies, that's one of the ones I like less than the others. That's all it is. That is literally all it comes down to. I love the other ones more. And that's a simple, that's it. Yeah. Problem they have is uh, Star Wars. <clears throat> In a nutshell, if you can understand where I'm coming from, the problem. No, I, I feel like I need a slightly more explanation for that one because well, I'm it was not almost following. it was almost perfect storytelling. What the original Star yeah, Wars seventy seven? Mm. I know, it, I know, it stole so much stuff. You know, Knights of the Round Table, Old Knights of the Realm, Farm Boy does well, but who uh-huh. cares? It was just beautiful. It was beautiful, and it was beauty attached to effects, attached to excitement. And nobody had done it, and it just hit the nail perfectly. Paul, it's one you hit, just, and it's gone you just right said in the it then. And the problem, everything else is going to happen from that, is because of Star Wars. That's the thing. It was way ahead of its time. Big, ridiculously. That was, and that's and how I felt when I watched Empire Aliens. held it together from a story point of view, because as people, generally, we like looking on the downer, and it's kind of exciting, and it's mysterious, and it's dark. So Empire fulfilled that gap for everybody. But it still wasn't Star Wars sort of thing. I mean, Empire is most people's favourite film because it was the exciting one of two. I don't even count Jedi much, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, do you really think these people, these like, remember when we were seven and eight and we came out of Star Wars? It was like there was like magic talk. in the world. Yeah, the magic actually existed. Like, I don't know any kid that's come out of the Force Awakens and felt because they're already bombarded with Avengers and Transformers and God knows what else and. The pirate films, and they've seen all the effects before. You know what I mean? It's not that magic is gone, and I think we're maybe that's what it is. We just never, we can never get that back, not to the same level. Well, you'll never be a five-year-old boy seeing that film again. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. Yes. Me. Yeah, that's another one. I don't of the see anyone else yeah. feeling about it the way I felt as not as much. Well, you got. I mean, my nephew loves these new Star Wars films, and I know um, Jeremy's. Little boy, I know he absolutely mm. bowled over by it, and he and it's the expanded storytelling as well that they're all getting caught up in that with rebels, and you know they still get Star Wars on the small screen when they, you know, every now and then they're getting it on the big screen. Um, so I think they do. I think we. I, I just don't think you're seeing. I just don't think you're seeing it, Steve. I think you're seeing. Well, we've gone off. We've gone off track a bit. I'm. I'm now filling space really. The point is that I was right and you and Rob are wrong. <laughs> That's right. Our opinions are... So in terms of the story makers, who, who's the story maker there? Uh, Paul, I think and I Steve. guess this is for Paul because I know your answers. If I could only watch five films over and over again and that was my torture, it would be the five Cameron films. Like, even torture? Is that, if I was tortured by watching the same movie over and over again and I could choose them, you can't choose, choose the... torture, you pillock. No, but I'm ch- they're saying to me, they're stupid torturers, <laughs> all right? They don't know what they're doing. They've never done this before. Like, 
you choose. It's a bit like saying which Steve, woman do you want to shag for? I think you're aiming more of a desert island movies situation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that's what you mean more than. Oh, oh I'm sorry, I'd, thing. I'd rather you pull my toenails out, please. No, 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 would, no, no. Can I, I watch Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> but on Blu-ray, I, so I, I don't get the full effect. And I love the fact that his stories are so good that even the crap that's on the cutting room floor makes for a better movie. May I say, the Abyss so, Extended the Edition, Terminator so, 2 Extended Edition. The story of Avatar is so good that the people who made Fern Gully did it 10 years before. They were you so inspired by his example. Avatar, oh. James Cameron um, did the outline for that when he was, was he 17? So it's probably before Fern Gully was even conceived. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't think he'd lie about it. He's Actually, like, I I wrote that. I wrote the treatment for that film when I was two. See, I can say yeah. it as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I was two now before it's becoming you, Mark, a and I wrote, the, I wrote the basis for no, the treatment. This is, see, <laughs> this is the problem you've got, right? You keep saying that we're bashing Cameron. We're not. What we're bashing is your argument because it's fallacious. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> apropos. Does that mean it was to suck itself off? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just to be clear, it's more the Steve, it's more Steve than one does. Of them as well. <laughs> Like I say, I'm not knocking Cameron. I think he's done some amazing films. His films, you know, many of his films are in my favourites of all time. But this is not to say that Avatar is a perfect movie. And I say, no, it, loses, it's not. it loses a lot for the home. You don't, you've missed what Paul and I have said. No. Completely. We're not saying it's a perfect movie or it shouldn't make money. But the Abyss is close. We're saying, <laughs> we're saying that it's, tr- it's a true movie. It's somebody has got an idea and they make it themselves and that they don't sway from that you line. You are assuming again that there's no influence, there's nobody twisting oh, it here and that everybody is doing it at this I would put money on the fact that Cameron does not... He was almost sued on Titanic and told that he would that they were going to take him to court and, and shut it down. And he said, you will give me... What is he, he 10 million? And he, he said, did quit, didn't he? So he did hang on, let, quit. Me, let me see if I've got this right. He used a Jedi mind trick to get 10 million extra. Yes. So he, like, was, he, he respects Star Wars. <coughs> the point is, you couldn't get someone like that would do that to Disney because they just go, don't care. We'll get another director. It's only a piece, of, it's only a film. We've got a script. I, I don't it doesn't think matter. True. And they'd say it in a South London accent, too. <laughs> do me 11, sunshine. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Anyway. I think. I think you're saying what you want to hear, Steve, and and I think you. I, I think we completely. We completely. We completely <laughs> agree with you that you can enjoy an auteur filmmaker's work more than you enjoy yeah. Star Wars. There's absolutely no hard and fast rules there, um, but you're taking a lot of leaps when you're saying that Disney interfered with everything that happened on Star Wars, and that Cameron's making those Avatar films on his own because he ain't. There are I would exactly. put, if somebody said you've got £100, you have to put it on one or the other, I wouldn't bet on Cameron. I would bet on Disney interfering. There's no way Cameron had any interference ah. on any of his movies. Oh, here we go. So actually, Steve is half right about that budget thing. So um, when the studio became concerned at how much over budget the movie was running, James Cameron forfe- forfeited his director's salary and his percentage of the gross. So oh. actually, he just said, I don't need the money. I'm all right. Uh, Rob, so can, you, did, can you contextualise that statement um, for me, please, with the um, qualifier multi-millionaire James Cameron <laughs> waved his wish. fee. But, but you two Multi-million. are using a money Bill- argument. Hang on. Billionaire, billionaire James Cameron what, waved his fee. What's wrong there's, with that? There's nothing wrong with that. So why are you I'm having talking a about him making his art. It doesn't matter how much money he's got. I'm talking what? about the fact we're talking about film as yep. a, a, a creating magical films 
where the original idea has been stuck to its guns and it's made and it's not deviated from the path that, that the artist wanted of. to make. That he's talked about. If, this well, is the if, point if, if there's saying. one director that doesn't do it, it, well, it's Ridley Scott and there's James Cameron. So there's two, two, two directors. Probably Christopher <laughs> Nolan. If there's one director who does it, it's two. No, Objection. There's probably a few, isn't there? Christopher Nolan, you'd never see him making a Star Wars film. You'd say, no, I want to make my films, not someone else's. Batman. Batman. Batflex walked out, hasn't he? Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Anyway, that was a turnip. Yeah, right. I'm going to need to. We're going to need to stick a pin in this because um, he's not getting late, and I've got some editing to do. (laughs) Yeah, we we also don't seem to be getting anywhere. So there's that. Well, there was nowhere to get, was there? Because it's a subjective argument. There is no. It's just like this is right or wrong. Subjective. Um, Let Paul have the last word because he said the least. All right, go on, Paul. You finish it off. Whatever happens, it's up to us. Us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Anything... <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for helping me with that argument. Fantastic. All you, can't right. a, you can't win a subjective argument, Steve. No, I'm not trying to win it. Yet. I'm just he trying to prove that they've lost. <laughs> That's... Uh... That's brilliant. Uh, join us on the Mentalist Roadshow um, again when we breeze into an asylum near you. I'm Talk Star Wars on Twitter. And this, this lot are other people on Twitter. See you next week. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.